It's time for the forecast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to the forecast, a podcast like no other. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? The Forecast, sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse is redefining how you view real estate by eliminating the typical commission structure of 6 or 7% to sell your home. List your home for $24.95 plus 3% and still get full service. And still get full service. Check out charterhouseiowa.com to learn more. There's only one thing I value in this world, Stephen, that's loyalty. Without it, you're nothing. You have no one. It's the only currency you can count on. Now, please welcome your hosts, Mark Charter and Chris Williams. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I think you may have something here. Hello. It's forecast time. We are at the uh, Charterhouse Real Estate offices um we're no longer looking at village inn and the u.s cellular that used to be here is only in history now we have a giant scoreboard hanging up at the charter house office doesn't this place look sweet now it's getting there man it's getting there yeah i feel like you guys are making some progress yeah we We still have a weak coffee game when you come in <laughs> but it it's okay. You won't be satisfied. Shots until, fired. You won't be satisfied until we ha- have an actual barista well, serving you drinks. We need like a bun coffee maker and then an espresso machine, and then I'll be good. I will admit that KK did not host you properly today. You're a guest in this office. Yeah. You had to go fill up the water yourself. Yeah. He did offer to take his shoes off. I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. I did offer to take my shoes off. I feel like it's problematic anytime this time of year. Yeah. When you walk into a place that's not like because you're going to track. Yeah. yeah. And our floor is especially terrible right now. Yeah, because it's dark and it's it's hard. Yeah. And anything shows. It's totally gross. Why are you laughing, Nick? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what. Because I said dark and it's, it's hard. You think that's funny? Yeah, I'm eight years old, man. Come on. Grow up. We got a lot. To Why start now? We got a lot to get to today. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Ryan Gross shout out early, so oh. we don't so we don't. It's a good move. Leave it behind later, which I've done I think before. Uh, so uh, Nick, you sell real estate, right? I do, and uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world, right? It is not. But you know who's got to figure it figured out? Who? Tell me who. I, I know. I know. Who? Oh, wait. Who? <laughs> Ryan Grove up with Hunziker and Ames. And Ames. What can Ryan help you do, Chris? S- sell or buy a house in yeah. Ames. And if you don't like Ryan, you can at least talk cycling sports. I will tell you this. I, Ryan's one of the most likable people. It's hard to not It'd like. It'd be hard to not yeah, like Ryan Grove. He's really nice. Yeah. But Ames area. And here's the other thing, too. This time of year, people are thinking, ah, there's nothing going on in real estate. That would be incorrect. That is 100% incorrect. It's actually been pretty active this year. So if you're thinking about listing your house, call Ryan now. He can prep you for spring. Um, he can get you ready to go. He can help you look at things. Uh, and if you're a buyer, this time of year is not a bad time to look at houses because uh, sellers that are on the market right now, typically motivated to sell they're not just uh, trying things out as they want it's good education snow track through their home so give ryan a call up at hunziker um it, and the reason i wanted to get to it i'm looking at this list sometimes i prepare a short little list of items to a, get to call it a rundown on the radio do you see his, his notepad <laughs> yeah it's a bill <laughs> so it's an envelope i got four items here and i'm sure we have more but my the four <clears> items <throat> here are we're going to talk Firefest, which is the documentary yeah. uh, of choice right now on netflix and hulu 
Uh, we were talking Big 12 arenas yeah. before, you, before we started and just kind of get the Chris Williams rundown of the best arenas and the worst arenas in the Big 12. Um, I've got a note here. Hollis gets high. Hollis is my oh. daughter. Uh, she's four, and she got high this week, and I'll explain what that was about. That sounds interesting. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to announce the date for hair night, which hair we're night. doing here. So guys with daughters out there that don't know how to do hair, uh, that would be me especially. I'm, I'm one of these people. Um, KK is going to be teaching a class here, um, and we'll talk about that in a bit. So what do you guys want to tackle? I, I do want to talk about the Fire Fest thing and how I think it's really ironic that Chris last week was talking about the Cyclone Palooza. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, these yeah. all these yeah. these bands are going to be this great festival. I mean, he, I, I already had, gave him ten grand for the VIP suite. I'm assuming <laughs> so run, it's just so, a white. Tent. So rundown for people that have not seen either had, one of the documentaries. I hadn't seen either of the docs at that point either. That's what's crazy. One of you guys give the summary of what we're talking about. What is Firefest? Go ahead, Nick. Oh, I'm going to really strip it down. Uh, dude scams people out of tons of money. He says it's going to be this huge festival on this island. Isn't it even on the island they originally intended to be? There's no luxury villas available for these people that have all put all, you know thousands of dollars down in this. They stuff. don't even have water. <laughs> they don't have water. These these, these <laughs> people were initially um, they did a really really good job of promo. They got some of the best supermodels in the world shot high quality videos down in the Bahamas and said this is going to be the oh, yeah. music festival to end all music festivals. Ja Rule uh, was involved. Ja Rule was involved. Ja. They pre-sold packages to this stuff for different types of lodging. But what was really weird is they did all of this without announcing any musical acts at all. People were like, buying tickets based on having no idea who was going to be there. I mean, in fairness, you figured Ja Rule's running it. Ja. Or how part of it. He's going to get some big names there. Really, the big I mean, tragedy. I huge names, like Blink-182. The whole deal throughout this thing that is the greatest tragedy is I feel like this is tainting Ja's great legacy. <laughs> well, how did you, one of the greatest rappers of all time. How did you, yeah, ja how never did, had anything on Fiddy. How did you walk away? Because they didn't really focus. Ja Rule was partnered on this failed venture, but they didn't really focus on I him. question how he's kind of got off scot-free. He's claiming it. He's like the victim. Yeah, he's, he's, It's kind of the role he's playing Maybe now. he wasn't taking the money. You know, the other guy, the main guy that was running the show. I was, feel like there's an aspect of this where this Billy guy was really the brains behind everything, and Ja was just kind of a early um, – I it seemed to me like he was brought on to be Ja Rule. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. he had really nothing to do with the organization of it and all this stuff, but he was still, like, scamming people. So to give you – Like, he's still – he's still To not, give you an indication of what type of character this Billy – what's his last name? He is uh, – he is our – he is a national bigger version of – the one radio guy who scammed people for decades. Here locally. Yes. Got it. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to get sued or anything. But <laughs> I think he has enough people suing him. Yeah, I don't, I'm not too worried about, about it. You know what I mean. People people know who we're talking about. Billy, uh, Billy McFarland. So, okay, so Billy McFarland. Um, so this festival is, is going awry. It, nothing's going right. It's pretty evident at this point it's going to be a failure or get canceled. And there's a guy involved that is um, helping organize it. Um, he's not, he has no money behind it, but he's helping try Graham. to pull this thing off. I don't know if it was Graham or not. And this Billy guy, who's a younger kid. I mean, he's not a kid, but he's a younger guy. He's just a bullshitter is what he is. So anyway, they need, they need something done on the island, uh, to pull this off. To get water. Oh, it was water through just, customs. Is that what you're, is that what yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're trying to get, oh, wa- yeah. they're trying to get water through customs. And apparently the guy that controls that oh, on the island yeah. is, is a homosexual. Um, that's relevant for where I'm going. And uh, so he, Billy calls this organizer guy who's also a homosexual 
and says, in order to help the festival, you need to go over and uh, suck his D. Um, and the guy, the guy agrees to do it to help save the festival. He's willing to take one for the team. Um, he doesn't end up having to actually do it, but just the fact that the guy asked him to go do it to help him out was that's, an interesting request. That's commitment. And did, did you he agree to do it? Did you watch the <clears throat> Netflix or the Netflix? One. Okay, yeah. The I would recommend watching the Hulu one too. That has a lot more interviews with Billy. So right? I think that it, the the Netflix one goes more in depth on it, and it gives you more of an overlook of like the inner workings of how that was going down. Because the the F Jerry media guys are tons of behind the scene footage. Yeah, the 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 Hulu one. I feel like is a great compliment to the Netflix one to watch afterwards because mm-hmm. it's more like with Billy McFarland and it's more with like employees and stuff like that yep. and more people who are actual victims and weren't the guys playing the part in it like yep. these promotional guys. It's a good second one to watch. I would, I would highly recommend it. Which one did you like better? I probably liked the Hulu one better only because of what I just said. Yeah. Like I felt, I felt like I knew so much about it because of the Netflix one that this was like really the cherry on top. Yeah, if if that makes sense. Do you feel like he was trying to scam people all along, or do you feel like he just maybe got in way over his head and didn't know how to do deal that's, with it? That's kind of where I landed, Nick. Like I don't think that this guy created Firefest just to screw over a bunch of yeah. millennials. Okay, I agree with you guys. But I think he's a serial he con artist, and he yeah. he yeah. had no idea. I agree with you that it seemed like it was a good idea that went wrong versus an outright con from the beginning. However, he so should have canceled. How, however, in the documentary I saw, after all of this is done, he, yes, he gets involved you. in this ticket thing, which was a scam yep. too. Yeah, he's a serial con artist. Yeah, yeah, and, well, he, you, and he was letting that be filmed. You can't give him the benefit of doubt with anything. No, no. And again, it reminds us of someone that we know locally, big yes. time. Especially yes. when it came to tickets. And uh, that's like that. the only thing I could think of when I was watching this thing. Yeah. So anyway, Firefest. If you want to check it out, it's F Y R E. I just it's fire. It's still a thing, by the way. The because it, it was a music. Uh, it was a way website. to book, it was a way to book musical Town. acts, right? Well, Josh started his own one. Now he stole Billy yeah. McFarlane's idea. And now yeah. he's doing it with somebody else. Well, he's the victim. Yeah, I I, I walked away not having God. great opinions of Ja Rule. The the best part in the um in the hulu one so it's the same guy he's like a venture capitalist he's the guy who started like the fake fire fraud account yeah on twitter to try to that guy, tr- try to bust him i want to have a beer with that guy he seems like my kind of guy he's just like who are these idiots like it was great <laughs> um so he in the second one in the hulu one is talking about you know and i'm sitting here watching this and then i hear that jaw rules involved and i'm like Oh, great. It's like, and all I can think of, have you ever seen the uh, Chappelle stand-up on Ja Rule? No. Oh, my God. I'll play it for you when we're done. He's like, actually, you know what? I could probably play it through my microphone here. He does a it, Ja Rule impression or talks about it's, Ja Rule? He talks about it, but this, this guy is referencing it as he is, um, as he's talking about Ja Rule getting involved in the fire Festival and it's freaking hilarious. Ross sent me the clip here of the the jaw rule. Give me give me one second. I'll play it for you guys. While you're you're worried about playing that, uh, maybe we can kind of talk about something else quickly here. Yeah. And that I have an entire Loomis P album on my computer here. Wow! It only took we you need a to, week. I sent it to you like ten minutes after you left last week. I never got week. it. 
I texted you a clip of it. Yeah, I, it was like 12 seconds. And you gave me no response. I figured you well, didn't give on, a crap Williams. anymore. I thought that it was, uh, it was a sample. fake news. Like, I didn't think it was real. So you didn't bother investigating it? Fake news. All right, here we go. All right. Yeah, man, they would. But I'm like, for real, why Why you care so much what the Dixie chicks say? They're not like they political scientists and nothing. They just, they just they can sing good. You know what I mean? Stop worshiping celebrities so much. Just don't listen, pay attention. I remember right around September 11th, uh, Ja Rule was on MTV. That's what they said. They said, we got Ja Rule on the phone. Let's see what Ja's thoughts are on this tragedy. Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this? Like, this is ridiculous. I don't want to dance. I'm scared to death. I don't want to dance. <laughs> some answers that Ja Rule might not have right now. <laughs> <laughs> when bad shit happens to me, I'll be in the crib like, oh my God, this is terrible. Because somebody, please, find your rule, get hold of this motherfucker so I can make sense of all this. <laughs> Where is job? Help me, job rule. <laughs> yeah, so in the Hulu one, they did a whole like. Chris has some editing to yeah, do. Yeah, I got some so. editing to do. But they did a whole deal on the, on the Chappelle deal. <laughs> it just makes Ja Rule That's look awesome. like such an idiot with all of his like speeches and stuff. And then in was it in the Netflix one or the where they're having like the in one of the docs they're having like a mission control meeting after fire after everybody had gotten back to the states and one of the employees goes uh, that that's called fraud and Ja's like no that ain't fraud he goes it. We call it false advertising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the Netflix that, one. That was the, Netflix. the, the, the video yeah, conference call. Like, yeah. Well, Jeez. you can call things anything you want to is the, uh. the point of those. Well, so, yeah, Fire, FYRE, check it out. Uh. I'm sure a lot of people that have listened already have, but I have not checked out the Hulu one. That's so good. That's I, good. I, I'm certainly going to do that. Who would, be, of- who would be Chris's celebrities that are going to post – you know, on uh, Instagram, just a random color, right? Who, who's my who influencers his, his for influencers. Yeah. I think I think Niang's gonna be on there. Yeah, Niang. We'll get uh, a cup Jacob Park. Nice. Um, you're you're reaching coast to coast here. Yeah, it, it, maybe if I can find Steel Jance, be, he'd be a really good like special guest. Is he an influencer? Oh my god! Though? If I could get Steel Jance, Brock, if I could Brock pr- Purdy's allowed to talk to you now. No, but he can't promote anything because he's a student athlete. If I could get Steel Jance to like show up and just hang with chicks. <laughs> The return of Steel. Yeah, like think about how great that would be. Hey, at five thirty, uh, Steel Jance is going to be on stage. If you, pull, if, if, you, right if you pull up or, or pull off Cyclone Palooza or whatever, Clone, no, you can't Clone, use Clone, Cyclone. It's got to be Clone Palooza. Uh, can you? Lebo wants can, to call it Clone Cella. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. It just does. Um, can you bump some Loomis P? Oh yeah, that absolutely. Would. We'll get like members of that uh, Whitford and Danielson and Loomis P team to go up there and sing Ames Most Wanted. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd, yeah, I hope you do. Pull, I hope you do pull it off. But okay. So speaking of like frauds, <clears throat> interesting. Just segment. got back from Waco. In fact, I was there just like twelve hours ago. Yep. It's amazing what air travel does. Sure does. Um, and on, I'm I'm talking to this bartender at the hotel after we got in there, and. I've, I got really into Koresh. David, the, David Koresh, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the Branch Davidians. This was one of the things that I really tackled. I read, like, yeah. two books on them, watched, like, three documentaries. In preparation or just in no, – like, just, you've done that over, just, just uh, over the last curiosity. couple of years. Okay. I just really fascinated by the story. 
Remi- I- reminds me of the old joke, what does Waco stand for? Remember that one? No. What a cookout. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Totally inappropriate. Okay. Welcome um, to the podcast. It's one of those deals, though, like I remember from my childhood, not being old enough to understand what it was, but I remember it being on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I remember mom and dad saying, like, there's this crazy guy, and he's, all, he's got all these people in there, and they're going to die. And, like, and I remember specifically the day that that happened, mom and dad had it on TV. I remember everything about it, but I didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, so I started talking to this bartender, and I'm like, hey, you know, uh, really into the Branch Davidian thing. Like, it's, like I, I think it's really interesting. And the guy immediately gets standoffish with me. Yeah. Like he's, oh, you're one of those yeah, people. He he just the the lake the locals in Waco have a really hard time with the fact that that's what they're known for, mm-hmm. which I totally understand. In fact, Art Bryles in his second book wrote an entire chapter about this. Hmm. That that's one of the hardest things that he had when he was building that program. Yeah. in recruiting because people hear Waco, they think they of, hear Waco, they think of David Crash. Yep. Well, I wanted to while I was down there. We had a little downtime after shoot around. I wanted to go out to the Branch Davidian complex. Like, I really wanted to go see it. There's, like, a museum out there. Take some pictures. Just investigate, right? Yeah. Well, the problem was, that one, I didn't have a car. Two, it was about a 15-minute drive. Three, there's really no Uber servicing in Waco. There's really? only a couple of Uber drivers. How small is Waco? It's not very big. Smaller than Ames? From what I saw, yeah. I certainly yeah. don't know the population. Stat guy's going to get on But there. you're looking at a private school as opposed to one that brings 40,000 kids to campus. Yeah. Um, no, stat boy over there. Waco's got about uh, 136,000 people. So that's, well, that's big. That's, that's bigger, bigger, than that's bigger than names. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just in the university part, so clearly there, yep. there was more to it. However, um, the guy is like, yeah, if you go out there, there's like these gates – and if the gates open, like some woman will walk out. She's a Branch Davidian, and you give her ten bucks, and she'll take you on a tour. So even after all that, it's still their compound. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give her ten bucks. Yep. Like I, I would love that, and just talk to her about like I'm sure she had relatives or something that. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, this will be really interesting. The problem is, so like I came into the the issue, and this is what the guy warned me about. He goes, it's so far out of town, you might have a hard time getting an Uber back. Hmm. Okay. And so I came to the predicament, like, one, I really want to do this because I'm super interested in this, and I've, I've, like, planned out my entire day so I could go do this. But, two, what if I get stuck out there with the Branch Davidians? You're one of them now. Because I wouldn't, you know, no taxis coming out there. You're that would have been an interesting broadcast. City Chris like, Williams will join us as soon as he's back from the Branch Davidian compound. No, like, he just belongs could to you, them. Could you yeah. see me in their, like, in their church yeah. being like, hey, yeah, I got I got pregame in an hour. I got to go. Like, so I didn't get to go out there, which I was very disappointed about. But yeah. I couldn't run the risk of being stuck with the Branch Davidians. Yeah, never to be seen again. Well, you become their property once you step on their land. That's right. the way. It, that's the way it works. I really wanted to do it though. The good news is you would have had five wives, or whatever they're. No, into. I wouldn't have. Whoever they're, I guess I could have. Probably. 
Probably. I think Chris is pretty conversion proof. I mean, he doesn't believe everything yeah. he reads. Yeah, he's, I'm not. You don't trust the government. He does, you know, like Ross and I were texting about it. He was like, legitimately, he's like, dude, don't go out there by yourself. Like, and you're, and, and you're, you're, Ross is being serious because he's. he's I think you would about fit it. in in that. I don't think you have a whole lot of trust for government and believe uh, aliens are real. So you, no, the government's completely covered that up. They might welcome you to their table and break bread with you and say, "Tell us more of these theories." Maybe they've <laughs> been reading up on you, waiting for you. <laughs> You could have there. been the new David Koresh. No, you could no. have led these people. Oh, no way. I wouldn't want to do that. Man, he probably had some power. It was a really uh, disappointing deal for me. So I settled for walking over to that Magnolia market and got my wife a cupcake. Oh, is that the uh, Chip and Joanna? Yeah. That's there in yeah. Waco? I didn't know that. I didn't really investigate it much. That's not my – Pretty much, pretty popular place. Yeah, though, right? it is. I'd much rather hang out at the Branch Davidian Complex myself. I've got good news. If you like their stuff, you don't need to go to Waco. You can just go down to uh, Homemaker's. They sell a lot of their stuff there as well. So yeah, the wife wanted to see it. She wants to. I, mean, I just I think it's a little overplayed myself. Stay stay. Yeah, local. but you earned some pretty good brownie points there with the wife. Yeah, I literally brought her a brownie. Right. All I mean, right. I could have fulfilled my lifelong what, dream of going to the Branch Davidian, but do you guys? Said, since you you're in re- real estate, do you sit around watching HGTV? No. No. What we'll do we watch? We watch. We watch. We watch Colin. See, see the TV right no, there. No, I'm not Colin saying Rock. like here. I'm saying like at not night. really. Oh, like, are you interested I, I in like watch House Hunters? No. I, I watch uh, the Million Dollar Listing series yeah. on Bravo. Yeah, that's what I watch. Did it's you see that the the uh, most expensive house ever sold in America went down yesterday? Uh, we did hear about that in New uh, York. Was it? Was it the, was it the, uh, the penthouse in New York? Yeah, two hundred something million. It was two hundred thirty-eight million. I think that's a lot of coin. But I'm surprised there hasn't been anything more expensive than that. Well, I mean, what would it be, though? We don't have a Taj Mahal here. I mean, it's... I don't know. Like, when Michael Jackson died, I'm surprised he didn't have something better than that. No, his house is relatively, as far as real estate goes. There's a gorgeous one. His is more that, an amusement park There's a gorgeous him. one that's for sale now. <laughs> Nick and I have seen videos of this. I think it's 185 mil out there. I couldn't remember how much it's that It's got, like, nightclubs yeah. in it. It's got everything you'd ever want. <laughs> Multiple nightclubs. It's, it's ridiculous. Um and someone made a good point. It's like that's really not that expensive when you compare it to a massive yacht that people yeah. buy. And how much the Jerry ha- Jones yacht, that and, just and, came and how out much the time day. they spend on a yacht compared to how much time they spend at their house. You know, it seems like people spend more on the yacht than they want on the house, but they don't spend a lot of time. Um, let me. Uh, you talking about conspiracy theories? I got a theory for you. You tell me if I'm right about this or way off base. Okay. Okay. So this involves my daughter. This is an item on our bucket list today. <laughs> oh, that she got high? Yeah. So. Never, uh, never leave your gummies just sitting around. Yeah. So. You uh, had weed gummies? Mon- Monday night, my four-year-old daughter um, is acting very, very strange. Okay. Um, like staring at us with wide eyes. Like not, not, not acting normal, but why? Like literally like wide eyed, like nobody's home type of thing. And. She's normally in bed on an average night by seven thirty, eight at the latest. Normally asleep by eight thirty nine at the latest. That type of thing. This particular night, she did not actually go to sleep till three a.m. Uh, acting wired, acting very very strange. And eventually, my wife went down and slept with her. And even then, she was restless. Um, and and a couple times, she said. I said, are you feeling okay? And she didn't have a fever, but she, she said a couple of times that she was a little dizzy, uh, but not falling down and not acting sick. So then my, um, and at one point she kept getting out of bed 
or saying like she had to pee. We had, no, didn't have to pee. So we have a, a nest cam in her Munchies. room, and she she's like, "Is it morning yet?" And it's like ten o'clock at night. You know, she doesn't do this on a normal day at all. Like, no, Hollis, it's not even close. Go to bed. Go to bed. And at one point, I went down there and like didn't yell at her, but was upset with her. Like I did the dad thing. You stay in bed. You don't get out of bed. Like I was I was harsh with her. And normally, if you do that, it's gonna bring on some tears. You know, yeah. like dad's scaring me right now and dad's mad at me. Were you yelling? I wasn't yelling. I was just raising my voice and saying, if you get out of bed again, I'm going to spank you. That that type of thing. Okay. Like it was it was dad's last straw, right? Because she was not in my mind. She wasn't behaving, right? Yeah. So, and as I'm doing this, she's just staring at me. Like wide-eyed again, so kind of nodding her head, but not reacting like she normally would. I'm like, God, I don't know what's up with her. And my wife commented, too. She's like, it's, it, it seems like it's neurological. Like, she's just like, no one's home. She's fidgety. Like, all this stuff. Very, very weird. We're trying to piece it together. So eventually, Was she, she went, near a Ouija board? She was not, dude. So eventually, she went, uh, got to sleep. My wife went down, and, and the next day, she was still a little bit odd, but has, has gotten better. Now that we're at Thursday. So... We're thinking, okay, that that was weird. What what the hell was going on with her? So my wife yesterday is talking to um, a friend of hers who does DNA analysis for the state crime lab. She's a, let's call her a scientist, right? Smart person. And my wife is relaying the story to the friend just to kind of tell her about it. And the friend says, does Hollis have any squishy toys? Like stress ball like type toys, right? And my wife said, holy crap the night before this we were at a friend's house and a little girl had one and gave it to hollis so hollis took this thing home played with it slept with it hollis likes to put her fingers in her mouth she's at that stage so she's rubbing this thing and like putting fingers in her mouth and the friend says those things are known especially if they're made in china etc to have toxins in them and they also there's there's and you can go online and look at this stuff. There's also lots of reports of kids having hallucinations and things based on the toxins that these things are releasing. So now we're left with two options, right? One, total coincidence and something else was wrong with Hollis. Or two, that stupid squishy toy created something in her that made her basically freak out like she was on drugs. Dude, that is crazy. I would never believe something like that unless I witnessed my daughter and how weird she was acting. She was not acting like my daughter yeah. that night at all. So she's fine now? She's fine now, but it would be the equivalent of like sniffing fumes and getting high off of them. So I'm like, is that it? And again, not a doctor. I'm not saying with 100% certainty that was it. But what I would say well, if that lady, if, if your kids are – and keep in mind, my wife didn't say she has a squishy toy. She asked if she had a squishy toy. Yeah. If your kids have these like stress ball type things that they're sleeping with, get, maybe get the re- maybe reconsider it. Wow! Or read some articles about it. It's a public service announcement here from the podcast. So my question is, where where do you come down on the validity of this story? No, it sounds. If the scientist is tipping you off on that, it's legit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any conspiracy about it. No, the, I think it's 100 percent valid. Based off of the way you just told the story. 
that's how the story went down. But I'm like, so my wife wants me to call her pediatrician today and just run it by him and see if he's like, oh, that can't happen. I mean, I believe it. I at this point, I believe it happened based on I should the ask anecdotal my wife. evidence. My wife would probably know the anecdotal like, evidence. So a lot of times, with you'd be you'd be shocked how many like different types of plants or will like do that to dogs or cats. Yeah, like there are there are plants out there that if a dog takes a bite of it or something like that, it'll make it high. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like catnip, right? I mean, that's... Well, yeah, I mean, that... catnip's making them high. Yeah, and we yeah it's saying... like drugs for cats, and that's why they act so effing crazy. And Hollis is really Jumping small. Hollis weighs... Crazy. Hollis weighs nothing, so it wouldn't take a lot of anything to... to well, I'm glad you got that like stress that. ball away from her, though. Christ. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like, know. if she had, like, five days of that, it'd be horrible. Yeah, so... I mean, did you, you, have like, you talk to her about it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to talk to a four-year-old no matter what you're talking about. You know, Hollis, did you feel weird the other night? Uh, What'd she say? Know? She's like, no, but she was... She was high. She was, she was out of it, yeah. I've been around a few people that are high, and that's how she looked. She looked like she was just on bath salts, man. <laughs> it was like... And as a parent, it's a little bit freaky to see your kids acting like that at any point. Like, what the hell is wrong I think with you? Bath salts would have made her want to eat your face, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that have turns been... Into, <laughs> turns them into zombies. You think about, like, what, like, lead-based paint has done, or just lead yeah. paint on toys. Like, that's the way it used to be. Or yeah. um, most of your baby products now are BPA-free, I believe. Yeah. Because there's chemicals in those plastics and everything that, that leaches out that is transferable somehow. I mean, so I think it's a 100% valid story, or it could be, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll definitely call the doctor today and just run it by him. But anyway, that is the that is the PSA today. Jeez. If your kids have that crap, unless they love it, it's their best friend. And I'm not saying they're all toxic. You know, I think, no. they, I did think they do make safe versions, but you probably need to check to make sure that was the version that you had and not something that was from China or somewhere else. I, I just stay clear of them. Yeah. Or do that. So that works too. So I feel like I saved Man, your life today. That's that's great. Now I feel like I'm just kind of I'm more concerned about Hollis and less um, I think she's, Bucky. I think she's gonna I think she's gonna pull through. We can get back to uh, basketball related things if you like. Because no, 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 I was no. gonna, I was gonna ask you. I don't really want to talk basketball. <laughs> it's not. I'd basketball. rather talk about this. It's not basketball. Uh, basketball arenas. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's where I was going. So I asked you before we started where you think. Hilton Coliseum ranks, and you ask, what do I mean? Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, with people in it? No, taking away the fans. You've seen every Big 12 arena but one? Lubbock I've not been to. Lubbock. So I asked you, just because I haven't been to them, where you would rank Hilton in terms of the overall feel inside the building and what it looks like you know what? outside. I, I take it back. I haven't been to Norman either now, but I'm going to Norman okay. in March. So, and I, I asked you, what so do you two. think, what's the best-looking arena uh, from the outside, and you said West Virginia. I think it looks really cool. West Virginia looks like uh, it's called the Coliseum, which obviously Hilton has that in his name too. Yep. Hilton's this giant like concrete structure that looks fairly intimidating when you walk up to it because sure. it's so big and I, yeah. it's really. But it looks like a square. Yeah. You know, the Coliseum in West Virginia looks like a Roman Coliseum. It's more rounded. The, yeah. Yep, and they're they're like, you can tell they're physically building that thing to make it look like an old Roman Colosseum, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. It's like a so from the outside, that's the best one that I've seen. And you you like the inside almost equally. As yeah, well. I love the inside. Uh, so inside, I would go 
Um, Fog Allen is, in my opinion, just – I love the old school. I'm sure – I haven't been to Assembly in Indiana, but I'm sure I would love it equally. I love the old, like, Hoosiers-type feel in those old arenas. I like Galgariba a lot because of that, too. It has a similar type of feel in Stillwater. When you say um, Hoosiers, that reminds me. So you're essentially comparing uh, Fog Allen to Hinkley Fieldhouse. That's kind of the, the Dude, feel Fog Allen is, like, if you just walk into Fog Allen and there's no fans in there, you kind of be like, huh? Yeah. But then, like, there's a charm of it, though. I would compare it to, like, Wrigley. Yeah. Well, like Wrigley's not. They, they have a museum right outside the gym. Yeah, it's kind of kind of odd. But I, I I remember the first time I went to Wrigley, I was kind of like, well, what's all the fuss about? Yeah, it's it's so old, and now I know they've done a lot of renovations yeah. to it. But a like, a lot nicer now. Um, but you walk in and it, you just like stumble upon it. Fog Allen isn't like this deal that you see from two miles away. Yeah, you know, um, but it's got this like charm about it that's undeniable. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly I'm biased to Hilton. I think that Hilton, as far as, like, fan involvement, is probably the best. I don't know. Fog Allen, the way it's shaped, is really good, too, because everybody's on top of you. But I think Hilton is built for crowd noise, which is awesome. Um, I don't know. Like, it just depends on, like, what what I'm ranking here. What is the, in your opinion, the having best? been to almost all of them, what's the worst? Is there one that sticks out as, like, this place sucks? Um. The Ferrell Center is pretty bad. Which one's that? That's right. Baylor. Baylor. Okay. I mean, it's – I don't know. It it reminded me a lot of Carver-Hawkeye, like an older Carver-Hawkeye arena yeah. that's smaller. And I hate how, like, you Same walk Same configuration, in, you go down. Yeah, I don't like that. It's just not – it doesn't do it for me. I'm not a huge fan. Um, TCU, I went to their old one. I have not been to their new one. Yeah, because they just yeah, so opened a brand new one, right? Last year. Man, it's just so hard like to factor these things in as empty. Because like, I, I incorporate the fans so much, you know what I mean? The experience of like, it. Like the atmosphere in West Virginia sucks when I've been there, but they that's because the fans. But like I would guess if I would have been in there on Saturday when they were playing Kansas, it would have been really awesome. You know what I'm saying? One thing that's cool about Fog Allen, and they can do this because of their history, and I noticed when the game was about to start, uh, the players, the Kansas players too, that have seen it a bunch, and Iowa State players are watching the, the video board because they do a really loud yeah, intro. Yeah, they, in, they crank it up. Intro video that says like, do-do-do-do, five national championship. Yeah. Shows Wilt Chamberlain. Shows all the greats that have played at so, Kansas. And that makes you think, especially if you're a visiting player, yeah. I'm in the middle of something here, man. You know? I think that Stansbury and I talked about this before. Yeah. I think that Iowa State should do more with its legacy in basketball. But like, I, You've got to do it without the national championship part. So no, it's fine. But, I mean, your, your NBA, legacy. NBA picks? Well, like I that. mean. Not to discourage, like, from promoting your current players, but I think that you would get fired up and be more intimidating in there if there's a giant thing of Johnny Orr and um, George Niang and Fred Hoiberg and Flash Tim Floyd up there and Pfizer dunking. You know, like, Iowa I, I State has some great history in basketball. Yeah. We do. Like, it's not it's not Kansas history, but it's history that yeah. our fan base appreciates the crap out of and – I think we should celebrate that more. Make some noise for her. I do wish, you know, when yeah. I'm in, when I'm in there, I do wish, and it, it, 
You can't get Niang and like Naz. Oh, you could get to those like, guys to do stuff. To do something to hype up the crowd. Like, think about that. that you could, but I think a big part of hyping up the crowd is, um, and again, I, there's logistics involved with this. I totally get it. But what I mentioned about Kansas is accurate. When they do that video, it is loud. You can still hear it. Yeah. But it is loud. Hilton Coliseum is half the volume. Like, it, on those intros, when you get the music pumping, you need it to be loud. Almost like obnoxiously loud. Because it's getting you pumped and hyped in that moment. They don't need to announce every, you know, three-pointer at that volume. But just, uh, it's it's too soft. I, there's no other way to say it. Can you turn the volume up or are we at max capacity? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who do we yell at for this? Well, they'll probably get back to him. Pollard. Pollard, we know you listen at, to this, dude. Turn nice up the volume. A nice request. So, one thing Baylor did last night, their women's game, that I thought was super cool. And I don't know if you could do it with our women's crowd because it's a very, it's a very old crowd. Yeah. Um, they had a DJ. <laughs> really? And it was awesome. Like, the DJ's up there, like, spinning stuff. Like, really? boom, time, officials time out. Hip-hop parade. And he's up there, and, like, the, the band's dancing with him. And, like, it was really cool. I don't think you could do that at an Iowa State women's game. But I think I could totally work at Hilton on like, like a Saturday afternoon. What is your the, and so um, there's a couple of places that do this. Ole Miss football does something similar. Like Ole Miss football on like when a third down comes up, they'll yeah. they'll just blast like Little John. Yeah. Like and it's loud. We kind like, we do something. I would say like we're that. starting they, to like, do more they, of that. Like the revving noise. Like yeah. Get the crowd fired up. I, they've done like the. The one thing that Iowa State's done that I just, the 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 siren yeah is so cool. Does college basketball prohibit? I assume they do, because uh, college basketball is big into bands. Um, do they prohibit all music during play? Because the NBA certainly yeah. does not. The NBA yes. has music as they're dribbling up the court. And yeah, stuff. you have to. Do you like it or hate that? I like the NBA doing that. Do you? Yeah. Get the latest hits. I think well, it's just a nice touch. It's funny. I was talking to um, Bill Finley about when, when they had the NBA preseason game up there, and he was telling me about his grandson being there, mm-hmm. and he had never been to an NBA game, and like he's just like, yeah, he's like, Will's looking around. You know, they're playing music during, like it was just a lot going on for like a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. if you're not used to it, like if you're if you're five or whatever, and you've been to as many basketball games as that kid has, and then all of a sudden you're at one and they're bumping music during the game and stuff like that. I like it. I think it's cool. Plus, it's a different feel, too. The 24-second shot clock I absolutely love. Action. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. And it allows, like, those huge comebacks that you see in the NBA. And it allows points. I mean, college college is a shorter game by eight minutes, so you're going to have a lot less points. But making people shoot faster creates more points. I mean, it's – Fairly rare to have NBA games where either team's under 100. I mean, it's a bad offensive yeah. team, really. Um, I don't know. Will college ever get to a 24-second shot clock? It, no. It doesn't feel that way to me. I don't feel like the players are ever going to be good enough to do yeah. it. Yeah. At least they've shortened it, which, yeah. which is nice. The next dimension we need is the shot clock at the high school level. Let's get that done first. Just any shot clock. Yeah, just give us something. 45 I see seconds. someone tweeted. I don't know if it was uh, – Connor or somebody, but uh, someplace the shot clock went down, so they announced oh, ten yeah. seconds. They announced five seconds and counted down from there. Kind yeah, of that was like, the other day. I can't remember where that was at. 
Um, yeah, the announcer had to come on and says 20, and then 10, and then counted down from five. It's so, crazy we don't have more clock <laughs> problems. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, it's 2019, Williams. I mean, technology's a... We had one in Baylor last night. Can you imagine the pressure? Occasionally well, you do see clock problems, and then maintenance has to come out. And they get the ladder, and that guy, like, you got 15,000 so, watching the guy trying to figure out chords and we, stuff. We had a deal when I was in West Virginia last week. <laughs> it was crazy. So a West Virginia girl was shooting free throws. And I'm not the, – this split second before she shot the free throw, throughout the arena it goes, <laughs> Like the horn, like, just got possessed. <laughs> and did, it, they, did they let her do it again? She made it. Oh, she made yeah, it. Yeah, so they let her keep it. But yeah. she looks over and it's like, you know, what the hell? Um. And then we thought that they had it figured out, and then it happened again. But yeah. it wasn't. It was like in the middle of play. This someone's time. like leaning on the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. Oops. The look on that girl's face, though, was just. That's I mean, something I have no knowledge of, and maybe you do because you sit. You don't sit right next to the guy running the scoreboard. But sometimes when you see clock problems, start, stop, whatever, just you're watching basketball games, and they do happen occasionally. It, it, I assume is it literally a guy over there that's hitting start and stop? Yeah, so those so it's guys all on one person. You know what's crazy? Those guys don't even get paid. Really? They're all volunteers. Got pressure. A lot of uh, pressure to have those things right. Generally, like I know the case at Iowa State, those guys are. I don't believe they get. I guess I shouldn't say that. Matter of fact, I think that they volunteer. I'm not 100 percent sure. I guess they may get. But they've all been there for, like, decades. Yeah. And they've all worked together, and they're really good at it, and they're so good at it. They're like the Big the Big 12 will, like, take Iowa State's crew down to Oklahoma City or to Kansas City to run, like, for the tournaments and really? stuff. Yeah. So they're really good at it. But, like, my point is it's not like those guys are flying in from Irving, Texas, to do these games. They're driving in from they're just it's yeah, not, they're, it's not they're, like a Big 12 crew. No, it's but they, local, yeah. but I don't know if they have to take a class or what, but they have like shirts on that like have big 12 on them. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just it's, general it, it guys. It seems like sometimes in some games you do see someone that looks like a ref sitting at the table. Yeah, I think that they put on shirts like that or something, but then, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. random like it's locals from these towns yeah. that are just trained in it and they just kind of do it as a lot of times they're retired guys. Yeah. Oftentimes they're not. I love the Iowa State. I've always wanted to do a podcast with Steve and Rich. Yeah. They're the two guys. Do it. Do it. I, yeah, I think it'd be great. Let me ask you one basketball question. You All didn't right. want to talk basketball? No, I don't care. I'll talk. Based about on it. based on right now, I kind of have to poop. Who is gonna win? Who is gonna <laughs> win the Big Twelve? Based on right now, it was Texas Tech, and now they've lost three in a row. Uh, K State was garbage. Now K State is winning every game. Iowa State, a lot of talent, a little up and down. Kansas. Not the Kansas that they used to be, but still Kansas. Who is going to win the Big 12? Call your shot. Kansas. Kansas and, and Texas Tech. Right. You think both? Co. Co? No, I don't think Tech will. I, I would go just Kansas. Really? I think Iowa State has the best team. I honestly do. I think they're the best team this year. But I think that they're going to peak. I think they're already in the process of peaking. Even the other night, the loss, like, to me, was still a step forward. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think Kansas will lose at home. And you know, Iowa State already has what three losses. Mm-hmm. They were four and two going into that game. Yeah, I, I think Iowa State just losing those two games when they did will really come back to haunt them. But I do think Iowa State has the best team as far as like in the tournament. But I don't know, Kansas. Like guys, we do this every freaking year. 
they're going to get better. You know, self, you know, I, I know that they don't look great right now, but like they even, they showed signs to me of coming together against Iowa State the other night in the second half. Like, they had guys making plays and stepping up and doing things that we hadn't seen all year. Well, people are like, oh, they're not good. It's no, like, they have it, talent. It's, it's still Kansas. They still have Kansas caliber players. Would you rather have Kansas win the Big 12 if it's not Iowa State to dethrone them? Why do you want? Why would you want Kansas still in the Big Twelve? That's my question. Well, but, would you? Do you want their streak to end, or do you want it to keep going until Iowa State? No, I'd like their streak to end. Okay. Yeah, I don't care who it is. I don't. I want it to keep going. You want? You want to be the one to knock them off? I want to be. I want Iowa State to be the one that knocks them down. Yeah. And I think it. I don't know. Maybe I think I could make the argument either way here. I think I could make the argument that it makes the leagues look stronger if Kansas wins every year, and I think I can make the point that it makes it look weaker. The reason it happens, though, is because we don't have those stupid, uneven schedules like you do in every other league. Yeah. Like, it it just – it breeds for the best team to win every year Mm -hmm. because everybody's playing everybody. Hey, every every game counts. Which is true. Which is a football thing, but, hey, well – You see what I'm saying, though? Like – I, I hear you. When uh, when you have uneven schedules, it will allow a team who just had the easier schedule to be propelled over a team that is better than them. When you're even out, the best team is going to win. And I think that's why they've been able to do it. Now, all their, their streak hasn't been in the current Big 12. I understand that. But back in the day, God, think about some of the dudes they were running out there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Iowa State's time will come. Do you I remember would... when the Big 12 had, like, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant? It's some players. Oh, my yeah. God. It's some players. Big 12 gets good talent. I don't think that, yeah. That, that... I just think back to, like, the McDermott years. We That's sucked. Why? but No, but, like, think about the league at that time. <laughs> yeah. How loaded it was. I just think how bad we were. Yeah. No, I, I know, but think about, like, the league, like, the amount of dudes that were coming out every year. It was incredible. I also think how we didn't get Doug McDermott for some reason. That's what I think about back in those years. Well, Doug would have never played for Iowa State even in that sense. I know, but like people say that, but the guy goes on to score 3,000 points. No, but Greg had left before Doug played in college. Well. Yeah, I know, but it's just it, we would have – he could have played at Iowa State. People are like, he couldn't have played at Iowa State. He could have, talent-wise. Oh, yeah. He's plenty good enough. Dude's in the NBA. You know, why, why was Iowa State not more interested – and trying to get him. Well, if, if you was a father and you thought you were going to get fired, I mean, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I'd hopefully look out for my son and be like, this is a Big 12 school. So you can play here. Can I think play. he made the right decision to not go to the Big 12, though. I think well, I mean, he had it, worked, a much, it worked out fine. He, had a, he was going to have a much better career at that stage of who he was as a player, not playing in a league like the Big 12 where athleticism is the big thing. Yeah. He, he was better off in a different league. I, I truly believe that. Shoot or shoot. Um, all right, so you but can, Doug didn't really become Doug until later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. he was always good, but it took some development. He was. Um, so you could get out of here and poop. I did want to give out the date for uh, hair night. Yeah. You say you're coming. Uh, yeah. To this, as long as um, nothing pops up. Uh, I've made sure. I don't know about women's games, but I've made sure there's no men's game. February twelfth. Thanks, Mark. Tuesday night. Sexist. Tuesday night, February 12th, uh, from 6 to roughly 7 here at the Charterhouse Real Estate Office. We'll be having Hair Night, hosted by us, Charterhouse, and KK. 
And this is meant to be for fathers and daughters. So if you have a daughter, uh, bring them. And KK is going to teach you how to do their hair. So I will be learning because I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And it should be a fun night. Are we going to have beer? Uh, there is for the men, s- not for the daughters, but there is. The, Mark, be, we'll be when, giving out little uh, rubber balls, stress toys. balls. Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if uh, someone showed up with their adult daughter to this thing? Like, oh, I just wanted hey, to come. Hey, did you call Hollis's friends' parents and be like, "Hey, you, your daughter is handing around poisonous balls"? We we did we did notify them. Not it's not their fault. No, but, I'm not saying it's yeah, their we fault. No, yeah, we notified them. But I mean, them their other kids if, might be sleeping with these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. No, basically we, the drug dealer in the town. Yeah, we no, we notified and said, "Hey, hey little just, Emily's just, handing out just as an FYI narcotics to my kid." No, yes, we certainly did that. Um, so February, yeah, February 12th, 6 p.m. If you want to attend. So why do you got to do 6 p.m.? You know I'm on the radio till 6 p.m. Because these people have hopefully young daughters that need to be in bed. My kid goes to bed at like 11. You're the rarity for this. Most people with <laughs> small children, they put them to bed at 7 or 8 o'clock. My kid doesn't even eat dinner uh, I know, man. I know. You're a diamond in the rough. So if you want to get I'm not involved over, I'm with not this, being hyperbolic either. That's a God's honest. Shut up so I can give out an email address. If you want to be involved with this, you're going to get a free brush. We're going to give out a brush uh, so you can use it. Very generous. Of um, snacks and some sodas or beer, if you'd like. Um, you need to email Katie to attend this because we can't have too many people here. The space is not that big. Her email address is Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at charterhouseiowa.com. Katie at charterhouseiowa.com, February 12th, do we, 6 p.m. Do we have that number? When, when are we going to stop taking uh, um, I don't know. People are already signing up. Um, we're having reservations. I would say if we get to probably 20 Big for this point. event. We're going to cap it there. I think that's, yeah. Just so we have enough room for people. So if, if you want to go, if you have a daughter, and if you're clueless on how to do her hair, come join us. It'll be a fun event. Uh, Williams will be here. I'll be here. Nick will be here. If I already RSVP'd, like I'm uh, good. I wouldn't know because you would have had to have emailed Katie at charterhouseiowa.com. But do I have to email her since I'm part of the promotions committee? You can yes. just walk over yes, to her yes, desk and, and, and tell her. Yo, Katie, that, coming. That, that would work. Your wife emailed. Okay. Oh, the wife Thanks. emailed. See? Wow. She's on top. She of really wants you to hey, learn. Did Katie tell you guys what I did to her last week? Oh no! Left the toilet did seat she? up. Yeah. On purpose. After that whole deal, I just went in there and peed, and then put the toilet. Oh seat yeah, up. no, that's like one of the first things she did when she got back. She went back there yeah. and she goes, "Who did the seat up now?" And I said, "Who do you think did?" <laughs> yeah, Chris Williams. I don't man. care who you are. That's funny. That's just good, clean fun. Good is that she got to yell at somebody else about it too later that day. Maybe. Yeah. By the day way, the next day. By the way, Williams, would you agree with this that <clears throat> this event? If if a guy brings his daughter, that that's something that impresses the wife. It's gonna be like, hey babe, you know, especially if you only have one kid. Tonight it's on me. I'm taking the daughter. We're gonna go do this thing, and uh, I'm gonna be a be a better dad. I'm gonna learn how to do her hair a little bit. That's a winner, man. Wife's gonna be happy with you if you attend this thing. Come on over. Absolutely. All right. And then um, just um, make sure if you go to the bathroom, put the toilet seat down. Both of them, Definitely. the seat yeah. and the lid. Yeah, and the lid. Good show today, fellas. Felt like we accomplished a lot. Have a great weekend.